Hey, welcome to the Culture Kings Podcast, the podcast that I don't host. But it is hosted by my good friends Edgar Montplazier and Jockey Snail. Very good guys. These guys are just going to talk about pop culture, sports, you know, a lot of shit. Shit people care about. I don't know how to put it. It's like... Podcast, but like a mosh pit. And if you ask him to stop, he'll start shit. I'm talking sports to politics, to back and forth, to plead the fifth. And now I'm coming back from one. Bling, bling, really big ring. Basquiat with the clowny thing. With the comedians, with the clowny thing. So you better bow down as the Coach Kings. You know what? I this it's been three weeks. I've been I've been having guests in here. We've done like pre-recorded episodes. I, I I'm talking to myself right now. I'm in a room by myself. I'm sitting at a computer. I'm engineering this episode by myself. Sophie's not in the room. Nick's not in the room. I I'm feeling lonely as fuck right now. I don't know what to do. Culture King fans out there. I know you guys have been saying, we've been loving the last episodes, we've had Danny on, she was dope as shit, we had Lacey on, she was dope as shit, we had the return of Carl Tart, he was dope as shit, we had a fantastic fucking episode with Matthew on black love in the gay community, the LGBT community, that was a fantastic episode, but I'm riding solo. But I got some power. I got some juice. I got something I can do. Ladies and gentlemen, rising from the ashes, all the way from the East Coast. The duo is back together. Batman and Batman are back together. Superman and Superman are back together. Ladies and gentlemen, is that Edgar Montplazier I hear rumbling in the motherfucking background, ladies and gentlemen? Is that you, Edgar? Is that you? I don't understand the whole, like, I mean, I, I understand what you were trying to do. You didn't want to insult nobody by calling one person Batman, one person Robin. Right. But we can be Batman and Superman. I feel like that's pretty equal. I, that I ain't equal. Like Superman kicked Batman's ass, man. That ain't equal. That's not true, bro. That's not that's true. Batman, Batman could kill Superman. Batman literally has a file on how to kill... Uh, Superman? With on every member of the Justice League, he with, has a file uh, on how to kill every single member of the Justice League. Was what what the shit is called? Krypton or what's it called? Uh, it's called Kryptonite. Kryptonite, Jesus Christ. Yeah, Kryptonite <laughs> with Kryptonite. Jesus Christ, man. But you know what? Nah, man. We Batman and Batman, dude. Fuck it. We can be I'm Batman and Batman. Gonna be Batman and Batman. Why you, you want to be, be Batman? Batman? Oh, so fuck it. That doesn't make sense. It does make sense. We we are we are. All right. How about this? How about this? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I can be Michael Keaton Batman and you can be Christian Bell Batman. I mean, if that's what you want to do, <laughs> if that is a deal that you want, I will gladly take that deal. You'll take Christian Bell Batman. Christian Bell Batman wasn't bad, although Michael Keaton Batman is also dope. Nobody wants to be okay. nobody wants to be Ben Affleck Batman or George, or George Clooney, Clooney Batman. Batman. Yeah, no, no one wants to be George Clooney. I mean, I'd be down to be Adam West Batman. That's a pretty dope <laughs> Batman. <laughs> uh, all right, if you want to be 1960s uh, <laughs> fucking fabric tight Batman, all you. I man. mean, there's also the Adam, the animated Batman. What's that dude's name? Kevin Conroy. Kevin Conroy. That's like, a dope ass Batman. Conroy. He's a very dope Batman. That's a dope. All right, man. You be you be Kevin Conroy Batman. I'll still be Michael Keaton Batman. I feel like we both have deep voices, Kevin Conroy and I. Yeah, I, I can. But see he knows that. how to flex. He knows how to flex his better than I can flex mine. I mean, he's dope. He's a lot of people. I a lot of people say he's the best Batman, and listen, I get it. His voice is dope. 
And his he voice has, is dope. His when voice you is see dope. Batman, you hear his voice in the same way that when you see the Joker, you hear Mark Hamill's voice. You hear Kevin Conroy's voice. I yeah. When, but like, come on. We've had too many. Cartoon. We've had too many fucking Batmans to say that he's the best Bat. I can see if it was only Michael Keaton, Adam West, and then Kevin Conroy. But we've had about six or seven Batmans at this point now. I, I mean, mm-hmm. he's a dope ass voice on a video game. Mm-hmm. He's dope. Mark Hamill is dope. Mm-hmm. But come on, man. We you can't say he's the best fucking Batman. Animated Batman is the best Batman. Like it's the best series uh, of Batman. It's like the best. Like it goes there, and it's animated. Yeah, like, you know what I mean. Like you, you can watch it as a kid and I an adult. It. I feel like the the new Batman. As much as I love them, because listen, I'm a big Nolan head. I'm a big Nolan defender. I love everything Christopher Nolan does. Uh-huh. Uh Everything. Come at me. I like everything he does. I know some of y'all being like, you really like Interstellar, Edgar? Yes, I did. I bought it on Blu-ray. Interstellar um, was not bad. It just wasn't good. It's a fine movie. It's, it's fine. fine. Dunkirk, dope as hell. Um, but, like, I feel like those Batmans, I have a heart. Like, I was showing it to my baby brother, The Dark Knight, like, maybe, like, two years after it came out. Mm-hmm. I remember kind of thinking, this is too much for him. Like, the Joker's not a villain in that movie he's a terrorist <laughs> like, <laughs> like that's a step up like he's not a cartoon villain being like oh i i've captured these people it's like nah he's blowing people up <laughs> and, i like, loved it i fucking love it i love it too the dark knight's one of the greatest but i'm just saying like in the way that the animated batman you can watch it as a grown-up and have fun and watch it as a kid and have fun i don't know man the dark knight i i, I would feel uncomfortable letting kids watch that. i mean the dark knight is dark as shit because it deals with themes, whereas the cartoon is a series, so it has storylines. I, I, I the the cartoon has reset storylines every episode, right? They don't have an arc. Yeah, yeah. And they don't necessarily have an arc, no. Yeah, so it's not an arc. So you know, you you can. It's just like the comics. You could just write a single story, knock it out in thirty minutes, and call it a day. Whereas. You know, like the Dark Knight or Christopher Nolan's Batman movies had some type of a theme to them uh, that they were trying to convey with the films, which was this dude is dark as shit and he's doing this and he doesn't have to. And the whole, you know, would people love him? Would they not type shit? It it was crazy. Yeah. Yeah. No, it's not. It's not a kid movie. But that's what I'm saying. None of the Batmans were, maybe except Batman Forever. Uh, what are you talking about? The Tim Burton Bat movie, Batman movies were not like, kid movies. Yes, they are. Go they're, back. They're in. cartoony as hell, bro. No, they're not so the Tim cartoony. Burton ones. Yes, they are. They're got, so cartoony. It got, it got for kids around Batman Forever when Joel Schumacher took over. Uh, Listen, but the first Batman, the he kills people. He kills bro, people. scared. No, it's I want, not scary. It's not scary, though. It's not like... <laughs> no, it's not scary. That doesn't mean it's a it, kid movie. Uh, I don't know, bro. It's like... You're going to get a lot... Of, I, you're going to get a lot of people coming at you. I hope you know I that. I hope they do. I hope they do. <laughs> you, you've it, made your triumphant return, and in the first seven minutes, you're going to get so many people coming at you. I uh, hope they do, because... Uh, and listen... Speaking of people coming at me, I got so many, man. Y'all, I, I have been bubbling with things to get into and talk about. Yeah. Bubbling. Because some of y'all are making me mad. 
I got beef with a lot of people. A lot of people. All right, well, let's start running it down, man. Let's start running it down on Culture Kings. Jockey's here. Edgar live from New York, ladies and gentlemen, like he on SNL or some shit. Uh, definitely not. <laughs> <laughs> Let's 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 do let's do uh, uh we're recording this Sunday fucking morning. Let's do a Sunday morning list, man. Who's on your list right now? Who's on the list? A lot for of you? people. It's not gonna be a singular list. That's I got okay. so many people that I wanna come at off of some dumb stuff that's been happening to me over the internet. First right. thing is Andre Iguodala went ahead and said like he was just talking about how like he feels like Kevin Durant is underappreciated, which is true. Let's just start there. Is true. Mm-hmm. He like feels like that people aren't respecting the fact that he is an all-time great scorer. That's mm-hmm. how he feels. I'm not saying that he's right about that. And he said he thinks that Kevin Durant might be the most talented scorer that we've ever seen. Mm-hmm. Now, I went on Twitter because I was watching a bunch of videos of people breaking down this comment because at work, you know, you got to kill time sometimes. And I'll just be on the computer when I'm writing. Like, mm-hmm. if I'm done a draft and I'm waiting for notes, I'll just watch old YouTube. Or people, like, arguing about sports on YouTube. Now I understand why sports podcasts are so popular. I'm like, oh, because you just put it on and just fade in and out of arguments. Mm-hmm. But I was doing that, and, like, I kept hearing all these people talking about, like, KD versus MJ and stuff like that, and, and LeBron, and I went, fine. Here's what I'll say. Le- uh, LeBron, I'll give him most dominant score. MJ, I'll give him best score of all time. Best score of all time. Mm-hmm. But you got to give KD most talented. And niggas was coming at me on Twitter for saying that. Like I, and and it was, here's what made me mad. It wasn't a single LeBron head that came at me. It wasn't a single like Magic Johnson head that came at me. A couple of Shaq heads came at me. It was nothing but Jordan heads coming at me. Like, I literally gave KD third place, and people were mad that I gave KD third place. As opposed to what? They were just mad. I, don't, I guess they wanted MJ to also have most talented score. Hmm. And I don't understand that. I don't. It's truly one. It's not true. KD can score from way more places than MJ would ever dream of scoring. And that's not a diss at MJ. I understand that the three-point wasn't as popular back then, yada, yada, yada. But KD can just score in so many more different ways than MJ ever could just because of his size and his dribbling ability. But so many MJ heads were coming at me being like, how dare you call KD the most talented? And I don't understand this. So I wanted to talk to resident MJ head, mm-hmm. Keith Neal, and understand what is this frustration and this complete delusion that I'm wrong about this? Uh, I can't speak to it as a Michael Jordan fan because that has nothing to do with that has nothing to do with Kevin Durant. It it doesn't. That's uh, to me. That's like to me. That's uh, to me. That's like saying that's that's a silly argument to have as far as how are you gonna say my person is the most talented. Michael Jordan wasn't the most talented scorer. That's uh, what I've been saying, bro. <laughs> if you're looking at it from like a uh, like I would argue that LeBron isn't the most dominant scorer. I would argue Shaq is the most dominant scorer. Well, if you're okay. looking at just I, dominance, uh, well, the, the reason why I didn't give it to Shaq is for two reasons. Mm-hmm. One, longevity of career, mm-hmm. right? Like, because when Shaq fell off, he fell off 
hard. He fell off hard, but let's not forget Shaq also fell off at like year 18. So like Shaq came in the league at like 92. Uh, yeah, he did come in the year '92. <laughs> so but like he fell off like around 2007. When he won, that's one. I don't agree with you if that's when he fell off. Ooh. I would say he fell off a little bit earlier than that. I think like after that Heat championship, which was 2006, he like was it really 2006? Yeah, that's why I said '07. Some reason, some it, reason I thought it was 2004. No, it was but 2006. That's still not year 18. I mean, I was exaggerating, but that's still 15 years well, in. That's Pretty damn good. And but what year is LeBron right now? Sixteen. Okay. And, he and has, you think? And LeBron has more dominant no, years. Yeah, LeBron, LeBron has. I, I think LeBron will have more dominant years. Uh, I mean, yeah, this is all like uh, we're predicting, but yeah, I think when it's all we're said and done, we can see it. Like he's he the man of the monster. Yeah, you can see it. I mean, I don't think anybody saw the extreme Shaq fall off. Uh, but coming, yeah, I don't think anybody saw that coming when he started you bouncing around. You definitely see it coming based off of his build, based well, off of yeah. his like. <laughs> like but man, anyway, the man, the man was about like you'll never see LeBron James in the Phoenix Suns jersey. Uh, <laughs> no, no, you won't. <laughs> begging for begging for his career. But but like that 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 has nothing to do with your point. Uh, we're we're digressing a little bit. So. I would I, so yeah. I don't know what Michael Jordan has to do with it at all. Um, I think I think Michael Jordan's the best scorer. Like I think, yeah. He's I the think best I think when you for me, the way I take that as is when you put a combination of dominance and talent and skill and will and blah 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 blah. Then you roll it all up into one. You probably have Michael Jordan. That doesn't mean sure. he's the best at one or the best at other or anything like that. Absolutely, you just he's probably the one who's have the Michael. greatest all across the board. Yeah, you have Michael Jordan at that point. Uh, That's what I'm saying, bro. I think it's super then- fair to call LeBron the most dominant scorer. Uh, I think LeBron could be even more dominant if he wanted to, uh, which is crazy because when he ne- when when LeBron decides I'm scoring, LeBron is scoring. Uh, and, but, and the thing is that LeBron can score coast to coast. Like you know what I mean? Yeah. Like if he gets a rebound and he's going down the floor, mm-hmm. who's going to stop him? Nobody. 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 Nobody can stop him. Here's what I argue though. And this has nothing to do with me being a Michael Jordan head. This is just, let me play devil's advocate to you, or Kevin Durant is the most talented scorer. Sure. Because I don't disagree, but I wonder how, I wonder how much of that is just because of his height and his build. And the fact that... Then, okay, okay, then if you're going to bring that point up, you have to remove Shaq from dominance. Sure. Like, that's what I'm saying. Well, but see, here's the thing. But not really. Then it's like, then you got to remove LeBron from dominance as well because, like, how much of it is his weight? It's like, yeah, that's what it is. But also, there are people who are as tall as Kevin Durant who aren't as skilled as Kevin Durant. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, he's not the first seven-footer that we've had in the league that can shoot, but that's what that's what I'm saying. I I think no, he's not the seven first. He's not the first seven footer that we have in the league that can shoot. No, he's not. But that's what I'm saying. I would argue that Kevin Durant is the most skilled scorer instead of the most talented because he's the most he's the most talented, bro. Like I, I don't understand what's the difference between skill and talent. Because for me, for you're, me, I talent, think right now you're splitting hairs. What's the difference between skill and talent? To me, skill means that this dude has the skill to literally use his God-given gifts 
get anywhere on the floor. <laughs> you just stop yourself from saying talent. You literally just stop yourself from saying talent. No, I was you I was gonna say stopped. I was you not just, I was not gonna say talent, but he have his God given what he's his God given gifts his God given gifts. Well, as okay, far what's as another his, word for gift? What's another word for gift? I'm you're, sorry, you're literally no, well, in hairs, bro. No, you won't let me talk. It's not the same thing because gifts are his height, his build, his speed. That's not talent. That's just him. That's not talent. That's not talent at all. I'm not dissing KD in my opinion by saying I don't. Mm. I'm not thinking right. he's the most talented person. I'm just saying I think he's the most skilled. And maybe that is splitting hairs, but there is splitting hairs. It's the definition of splitting hairs. I think there are. I think there are people who are. Very, who were very talented scorers where yeah. they didn't have the same gifts as KD had. Well, they didn't have the same quickness. They didn't have the same height advantage, but they no. can still get anywhere on the court and score the basketball. Uh, sure. I'm not saying like KD isn't there. I just think KD knows how to use what he has better than anybody has ever used what they've had before. That's what talent, bro, that's what talent is, right? Because, like, what do they say about talent? You're either born with it or you're not, right? Mm. Like, you can't learn talent, right? Well, you can't learn height. You can't learn all that type of shit. But you, you can't can... learn. But let's even bring it to music. Well, then, if we're going to bring it to music, I think that Michael Jackson is the most talented, but I think Stevie Wonder is the most skilled. Like, I'm going to go around and just start saying ridiculous things like that. <laughs> But see, I would agree with that because no, Stevie Wonder, Stevie Wonder knows how to play piano. Stevie Wonder knows. Yeah, but he wasn't born with that. Okay, like Michael Jackson wasn't born knowing how to like make songs and shit like that exactly, either. Exactly, exactly. That's what I'm saying. Like, there's niggas out there who are seven feet tall who can't do what Katie does just because he's that tall. Like, he, like he had to learn and work and like teach himself how to do all that shit. Mm-hmm. And I think that's honing that's, your skills in. That's talent. Sure. I'm not disagreeing with you. Like I said, I just think that I would call it a different thing and call him the best skilled basketball scorer. That is truly splitting hairs. Sure. But it's not like I'm disagreeing with you. I think that he is one of the most skilled basketball players of all time. And he's super talented as shit. But, I mean, you know, look. A lot of it, a lot of his dominance also has to do with the fact that you can't touch the basketball when he has it in his hand. He's taller. He can do more with his height than anybody has ever done. That's ever. talent. What we're discussing right now is talent. That's a lot of talent to be able to do that. Let's look up a lot of seven footers who can't do that. Okay, let's look up. Let's look up the definition of skill and talent. Let's see. Let's see what it says. All right. Definition of skill. The ability to do something well. Expertise. Great. Okay. Great. Great. Talent. Natural aptitude or skill. So, yeah. But there's also, there's also a little, there's also something, there's also something that says talent versus skill. So let's look at that. No, no, nigga, no. No, nah, let's look at that. Are, let's look at that. Put down the goalpost. Put Mm-mm. down the goalpost, Jaquise. <laughs> put it Mm-mm. down. Put it down. Take your hands off of the goalpost and put it down. Because, Jaquise, you running with it. You moving so that goalpost. You pack that goalpost into a moving truck and you going cross country. No, let's, let, let's, let, let's read this. Let's read this. Let's read this. Oh it's, my real Lord. Quick. it's real quick. It's real oh quick. Oh, my Lord. Jaquise, the term, the term the- talent, <laughs> the term talent refers to an inborn, uh, inborn, 
and the special ability of a person to do something. A Wait, skill, before you finish it, before you finish it, before you finish it, mm-hmm. I promise you, Jaquise, when you read it, you're going to prove me correct. Okay. That's well, why I want you to stop. Okay. You're going to prove me correct. Yeah, I'm going to keep reading it, though. Because skill, you're going to end up being like Jaquise, I mean, that KD is the most talented. A skill, That's what you're going to end up reading. A skill mm-hmm. is an mm-hmm. expertise, which is acquired mm-hmm. by the person by learning. Talent is God. Great. Talent is God-gifted ability, whereas skill is Great. an ability in which you put your time and efforts to develop. So to then me, by the way that you are using it, by the way that you are using it, that means that Kevin Durant is what? By the way that you are using it. Kevin Durant has God-given talent, yes, but he knows Great. how to score the basketball because he works at now it. Now you're flipping your argument, bro. You were literally just going, you can't, you were saying like, how? that you were trying to how say, was that flipping you were my argument? just, because you were trying to say, Again, I, that's why I didn't want you to read it. I was like, Jaquise, by the end of it, you're going to realize tell that me, what you were Tell me what I was trying to say, and I'll tell you, you what I did You were trying to say, say that it's Katie's. You were trying to say, like, yeah, Katie can score and all that stuff, but how much of it has to do with his height? How much does it have to do with his height would be what? That's his God-given by the talent. Definition that you that's got, his God-given gifts. So that would be his talent. Right. But he knows so how to do I'm that saying. better than anybody else that, that has ever and done it at I've his height. Saying. And so, that's what I've been saying. <laughs> So that is skill. That's skill. He knows how to do that way better than anybody else has ever, ever. done it. Ever done it. Yes, I agree with you. If it was just talent, like there would be another seven-footer who could probably do what KD does, and there isn't. Yes. There isn't. All right, Jaquise. Okay. <laughs> there isn't. I've never, I've never, I've never had an argument. Exactly what I've been saying. I've never had an argument where both people are giving props to a person, and we're just arguing about the way we give the props to them. This is the most asinine. That's literally what my Twitter was. That's the most asinine. This is the most asinine goddamn argument I've ever had in my life. Uh, That's what I've been saying this whole time. That's what I've been saying this whole time is that you're splitting hairs. Well, I don't know. I think there are people who you do know. Oh yeah, I don't know. I think I think Kevin Durant is the most skilled scorer I've ever seen. You can call that talent, yeah. but that's not. I don't think. I don't think he was given God given talent to score the basketball. I think he works at it hard as shit, and he uses his talent to hone in and be the best at what he does, which is his skill of scoring the fucking basketball. That's yeah. all. That's all. I think he uses his talent better than anybody ever has. So, yeah, he's right. the most talented, sure. And I also think he's the most skilled. You can probably say both. I, listen, nigga, I've never disagreed with that statement once in this conversation. All I've been trying to say is that you split in hairs. Let's sure. move on to the next thing that upset me. What's the next Twitter. thing that upset you? This nigga, Ben Shapiro. Mm-hmm. Do you know who Ben Shapiro is? Of course I know who Ben Shapiro Great. is. Great. This dude is out here trying to pay. I don't know how to say her name. I don't really know who she is, really. Mm-hmm. Like, I'm not really up on who she is, but we know who we're talking about. Ale- is it like Alexandria mm-hmm. Ocasio? Yeah. $10,000. Yes. From Queens? I think so. I'm not sure. Trying to pay him, pay her $10,000 to debate. To debate him. This, to me, is the most, and I saw so many people on Twitter being like, well, why don't, why don't he? Why don't she just debate him? Why don't she just debate him? It's just like, bro. I've seen this thing lately on Twitter of people not understanding what this new term "good faith" means or "bad faith." Mm-hmm. Where, so what happened was she likened it to catcalling, where she was like, oh, "Okay, this is like kind of cat. This is kind of like catcalling, where it's like someone's trying to get my attention, 
but their intention is for bad. Like, whether no matter what they're saying, I don't want any of it, right? So then his his trolls and a bunch of, I don't know how some of these people end up on my timeline, but a bunch of his trolls were, like, retweeting his stuff and talking about how, like, oh, well, was it catcalling when, like, she, like, I guess at one point showed up at her opponent's office mm-hmm. to, like, debate him. Right. And people were trying to compare the two and being like, why is it okay when she does it? But when Ben Shapiro does it, it's wrong. So I want to break that down for you real quick. Breaking down. First thing is first. Between politician and politician, a debate is a debate. That's part of the game. That's part of the job. Mm -hmm. I'm not saying that that guy had to debate her, but that's part of the job. As a politician, a fellow politician has every right, in my opinion, to call you out and have a t- conversation with you. And he was trying to dodge it because he didn't want to acknowledge that she was a politician. Right. That's on a whole nother level. Her intention was not to humiliate him. Her intention was not to, you know, like, roast and drag him. No, her intention was like, I'm a politician. You're a politician. Let's talk our policies. That is within good faith. Right. Now, we know who this dude Ben Shapiro is. Mm-hmm. We know what he does. He's this dude with the whiniest voice I've ever heard in my life on a human being. And I hang out with children all day. So it's crazy that he has this voice. And his only thing is destroying people online. Like, that's his whole, like, I was watching clips. I was like, oh, this dude is someone who, like, says a couple of things. Yeah. And everyone's just like, oh, he destroyed that person. Yeah, that's his MO. So, his intention for Alexandria Ocasio, and I'm apologizing if I'm saying her name wrong, is not within good faith. His intention is not to discuss policy with her. We already know that he's not going to respect her in any way in this conversation. We already know what he's after. He's after a soundbite of her looking stupid. Right. So it's not within good faith. He has no intention of a respectful debate between two parties. Which is why he's wanting to pay her. I mean, exactly, it's a, bro. It's a sideshow. It's a sideshow. It's a complete sideshow. It's, it's side trying show. to demean her. It's trying to devalue her. It's trying to make her look stupid. So why in the world would you accept that offer? In the same way where if someone thought that I was attractive, mm-hmm. if someone thought that I was worthwhile, the way that they would communicate with me would not be like, hey, sweet cheeks, come over here. I mean, some would. No, that's, <laughs> but that's, that is opposite of your intention. If what you want is a relationship with me, right. if, if what you want is to have a conversation with me, you wouldn't start off a conversation that way. No, you shouldn't. You shouldn't. That's in bad faith. There are that's trash people bad. who would, and, that's, and I think you can put Ben in that category as well. As He doesn't. I'm not saying he has those intentions at all. He doesn't. He wants, like you said, he wants to make... He wants the side. Here's the thing, too. One, he would probably lose that debate, in my opinion, if they did have a debate. That's neither here or there. But whenever, mm-hmm. whenever you put, whenever you hear somebody, I'll give you $10,000 to have a debate with me. For what? <laughs> For what? Why? Why do you need, why? 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 
what what makes <laughs> what makes you think that if I wanted to talk to you, if I wanted to have a debate with you, I would have a debate with you. And I'm speaking like really politician wise. Uh, it reminds me a lot of that uh, Mitt Romney moment when Mitt Romney was like, "I'll bet you," and it's just like, "Bro, you just look like a smug rich douche. Like that's all you look like right now." Yeah, yeah. Well, that's because he was a smug rich douche. I want to hear the next thing you're upset about. I want to hear it. Do you have another one? I do. All right. I want to. I want to hear. I want to hear your biggest. Have you given us your biggest gripe so far? No, right. no, we're nowhere close to it. All right, I want I want to hear your biggest gripe because I feel like you have so many that it might take up the entire episode. So I want to. It will. <laughs> it will. I, I want to hear your biggest gripe that you have, but I want to hear it after the break. We'll be back. We back. Edgar Montblazier. From New York City. We'll talk about that in a little bit. Talk about what you're doing out there. If as much as you can talk about it. Uh but man, you've been you've been you've been uh you've been griping a lot. What's your biggest gripe? Well, I, What's your biggest gripe? I haven't I haven't had the ability to speak out about it. I haven't had the ability to talk it out. Yes. You need to you need I mean shit, you need to get it off your chest, man. What better place to get one, it off your chest than your show? This one is the most offensive. This one is the the biggest, the nastiest one. When I heard this one, when I saw people talking about it, I held myself back. Mm-hmm. I almost bought a ticket back to L.A. And it is the idea that you and Lacey are anywhere close to the word good driver. <laughs> That's your biggest gripe? That is my <laughs> biggest gripe. <laughs> is that you and Lacey are within 50 feet of the word good driver. I'm past 50 feet of a good driver. You're no past it. You're for you're listen past it. I put you all in my top three for a reason. Past it. No, nah, man, you're just a scary passenger. Listen, what? Listen, listen. I used to have to drive people on a bus. Uh, life's in my okay. hand. Life's in my hand. That's okay. That's okay. never, never even close to it. Now, I That's will okay, say bro. that I'm an annoyed driver when I'm behind the wheel of my own fucking car it's because everybody else That's can't drive. Me. Everybody else can't drive. It makes me upset. Bro, it makes me upset. Listen, when other kids, when other parents' kids mm-hmm. were at my house, my mom was the sweetest woman in the world. Mm-hmm. The sweetest woman in the world. But the moment those kids left and it was just me and my mom, it was a whole different woman. Yeah. So I'm a different driver. Of course I'm not going of course I'm not gonna believe that you're a good driver because you drive a bus. That's your job. That's your livelihood. Of course you're a great well, driver. Not no that. more. Not no more. But, but that's what I'm saying. But still. No. I'm I'm not a bad driver. I'm a great driver. Oh man. I'm a great driver. I just had to make sure that the record was out there that I, you guys know there's a dissenting voice. Listen, listen. All right. Let me ask you this. Let me ask you this. Because Please. your gripe when you've driven in a car with me is just being an aggressive driver, right? Very you tell Very aggressive. Yeah, I'll I'll tailgate every once in a while, especially if the person in front in of while. me, especially if the person in front of me is going 15 fucking miles under the speed limit. Yeah, put your goddamn foot on the pedal. Drive. <laughs> you you shit. You uh you um. What else do I do? You you uh you'll run a red. 
I've never run a red light in my life. <laughs> I mean, not in my life, but I've never ran a red light with you in the car. I've never ran a, When have I ever I like run a red how, light? I, I like how that quickly downgraded from I've never run a red in my life to okay. Well, well I, have, life, I, have run, I have run a red light in my life because, especially back, back home, the fucking yellow lights, are, unlike L.A. lights where they are a solid six seconds, Back home, you can get anywhere from between a two-second to a, a seven-second yellow light, and you don't know what you're getting uh, back at the crib. So I have run past yellow red lights before because I just simply could not fucking slam on my brakes and slow the fuck down for a two-second mm-hmm. yellow light. Uh, mm-hmm. Those are goddamn red light traps. But... You know, have I probably, you know, run past that red light here in L.A. right at the edge of when it turns from yellow to red? Sure. Who hasn't? Who hasn't? Me, my friend. Me. That's because you drive. I've never driven in a car with you, but I can already tell you drive like you got Mr. and Mrs. Daisy in your fucking car. Absolutely, bro. Absolutely. (laughs) Because everybody puts on their seatbelt twice in my car. (laughs) Put on the seatbelt that you got and put the seatbelt on next to you. <laughs> yep. <laughs> but, we're not dying on this one. Okay. All right. So red light, whatever. I've never, you've never ever been in a car with me and I've blatantly and, ran a red light. You are a, you are what I would call an aggressive lane changer <laughs> where if the traffic ain't going your way in one lane, it don't matter what's happening in that next lane. You're going to be in it. I'm getting over. I'm getting over. But I've never no done signal, it unsafely. No, sig- no, no signal, nothing. I always use a signal light because that pisses me off. Uh, even if it's a quick signal light, I will turn it on. Even if, uh, even if you ain't got no time to react to it, I'm turning that signal light mm-hmm. on. I hate mm-hmm. drivers that don't use signal lights. Can't stand mm-hmm. it. Now, All right. Okay. All right. Fine. I will not disagree with what you said, except the whole you're, running you're not red number lights. One. Except the whole running one. red light shit. Like, I don't run red you're lights. You're not number one, though. But, Just okay. know that you're not number one. But, but, the shit you said you've seen Lacey do. She's number one. I would never. That is, that is just being a bad driver. When you're cutting Lacey. across lanes and honking horns highway. so people can highway. stop. That shit is crazy. That's what I'm saying. She's number one by far. Okay. By far. By far. Who's number by two? By far, but you... You're number two. Get the fuck out of here. That is not... You... Come on. How many people have you been in a car with since you've lived in L.A.? You're crazy. I've I've told you that I've been in a lot of car accidents and I've never driven in one of them. Right. Have you ever been in a car accident with me in a car? No. no. Man, I've been pretty damn close. No, you have not. No, you haven't. You don't remember. There was one time, the first time I ever rode with you. A car stopped at the red, and you weren't expecting it. And I'll never forget, you held on to me. You went, motherfucker. And you swerved to the right. You know when they have to stop, but you, like the car's too, you swerved to the right, and then we just both didn't say nothing. And we when just was kept this? going. I don't remember that shit. It was the first time you gave me a ride. Man. I don't remember that shit at all. That was uh, my life that, right. that flashed before me. All right. And then also, somebody came to me on Twitter, too, when it was like, Man, you've been you've been in so many accidents. I was like, man, y'all need to go check tapes before y'all respond to shit. Uh, also, yeah, where are they coming from with this information? Like, why do people do this? They respond to you like they know you. I don't get it. Like, you don't know who I am. I I I never said the only time, and I said this on the podcast. 
that the only time I've hit a car in front of me is when I fell asleep at the wheel. That ain't got nothing to do with being a bad driver. Which That's, also, Jaquise, I did want to call you out about that, is the way you said it so nonchalant. You're just like, yeah, the only time I got an accident is one time I fell asleep. Like, that's a chill thing to do. No, it's not. It was scary as shit. <laughs> it was scary <laughs> as hell. I should not have been driving. I was operating off of one hour of sleep in the past, like, 30 hours. I should not have been and driving. That, and, and science has already proven that sleep deprivation is, is more dangerous, so dangerous than driving drunk. It is. It's so fucking dangerous. I should not have been driving. Uh, even if I just pulled over on the side of the road and fucking took like an hour night uh, yeah. sleep, I shouldn't have been driving. Uh, well, those are my. All right, that's those, your biggest gripe. Those are my gripes. Those are my three gripes. Okay. All right. Gripe, gripe number two. I feel like it's very important. I feel like people should really look into this. Mm-hmm. And I just want to announce that it is now my mission to make sure that I one day debate Ben Shapiro. <laughs> Pay, uh, ask him. Tell me you he'll take the ten thousand dollars. Oh, I don't want. I'll do it for free. Matter of fact, I'll pay him to debate him. If Ben Shapiro offered you ten thousand dollars, you wouldn't take that shit. You ain't ben a politician. Shapiro? You ain't a politician. You can take it. Yeah, but what do I want? Nazi money? Like I don't know. Yeah, I guess. I mean, how, I'm sure if you reach in your pocket, a couple of those dollars are Nazi dollars. Everybody's got a couple of Nazi. Everybody got a couple of Nazi dollars. Everybody got a couple Nazi dollars in their pocket. A couple of your bills are Nazi bills, man. You look if you follow. You ever think about that? That if you like followed your money far enough, it's been doing some shady stuff. Oh yeah, if you follow your dollar bill, I remember we would like do these videos in church where like you would like show like how a dollar got to the offering box. You ever Mm -hmm. seen one of those videos? No. Like someone will shop. Like, someone will shop, and then someone will, like, you know, pay for, like, things. And it's all these good things. But I was thinking about it. I was, like, watching those videos of, like, how the dollar got to the offering plate. I was, like, a couple of them stops were bad stops. Like, <laughs> yeah. Well, this is drug club. money. Yeah. <laughs> yeah a couple, <laughs> couple of these dollars didn't been in some vagina. Uh, yeah. Like, <laughs> like, <laughs> well, let's not pretend that this dollar was going all the way for good stuff when it ended up in the offering plate. Like, yeah. That, that dollar was in some bad places. <laughs> <laughs> this dollar got cocaine on it. <laughs> yeah man look up them videos just like I will just like how, will. how a dollar ends up in um, we should make a real one of like what really happens to that dollar that shit would be funny man that shit is so funny uh, alright I got something that me and Lacey speaking of me and Lacey me and Lacey did a would you rather uh, mm-hmm. segment super fun it was funny I thought yeah I, I, I listened I listened to the episodes on the train it's a very weird surreal experience mm-hmm to listen to your own podcast on the train I don't. going to work. I don't listen to it. The episodes that I haven't been on, I haven't listened to, except uh, the most the most recent one about uh, black love. That's the only one oh. I've listened to. Hey, um, and I didn't even listen <laughs> to all of that. Wow. I just, wow. Fi- I couldn't. I, I could, wow. but I got out of my car. It was like a 40-minute drive. And then I just haven't turned it back on yet because I listen to music. Y'all hear that? Y'all hear that? Y'all see how Jaquise supports me? I've been out here listening to his episodes. <laughs> and my train ride's not that long. My train ride, <laughs> that means that I've been listening to them on multiple trains. You've been rides. coming back. Hey, man, listen. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I stopped Sometimes listening. I'll go to work early. I'll go to work early. Like <laughs> just so you can listen. <laughs> so I can finish that episode. <laughs> Dude, I, I used to listen to every single episode of Against the Grain because I would edit it. And then the first few episodes of our, of Culture Kings I would listen to. And just something in me just was like, I just don't 
I don't. It, it felt it felt too weird. It's almost like watching it's weird yourself on because TV. you know, yeah, you know where the conversation's going. It's like I already yeah. know what's happening. It's like Bad Boy Edgar. Like I don't like watching it to like approve the final edits because it's like, uh. But then like that's it, and I don't watch them when they I've uploaded them. Like I'm yeah. just like, I I, I, I live this. I don't need to watch it. Uh, but I will that's finish. I, if, I will finish that episode. I just haven't yet. Uh, if I'm ever in a movie, I don't. Or if like. If I ever make a movie, I don't know if I'd go to the premiere or if I'd stay in the theater for the premiere. Uh, I don't know. I feel like if it's a movie, I don't know. I, maybe your first couple you can watch. But after a while, you probably would just leave the theater. Yeah, because I know what's going to happen. <laughs> yeah. Unless it's, unless it's just... Well, here's, here's the thing, too. Um, okay. With shit like that, too. With like feature films and... And even like your episode uh, of CK, I that for me that a lot of listening to that too is enjoying your peers' work, and especially with movies, uh, there's the the sound editing, uh, the music they put in it, uh, the actual. So like, there's more than just it's different than podcasts where I know exactly where this podcast is going with a movie. At the finished product is so far from like when you were behind the cam or in front of the camera that oh, I can see of course, of I can see you possibly watching that. Now, in your case, as the filmmaker of like Sad Boy Edgar, you know where everything is. Whereas from an actor's Bro. perspective, where you know I may not know what music you chose, I may not know what scene you chose uh, for the. Do you edit. watch your commercials? Uh, I'll watch them just once. Yeah, I'll watch them just once. And I won't watch them. I much feel like after you that. watch them more than once. I feel like you watch them. You go into the bathroom. You close the door, and I jerk off. You put your back against the bathtub, <laughs> <laughs> and I sauce that noodle. Sauce that noodle. Uh, look at me. Look at me coming out of that Toyota. <laughs> uh, it was the best uh, ejaculate I've ever had. Disgusting. All right, tell me. <laughs> Disgusting. All right. Okay. Before we go to break, before we go to break, I feel like, because it was tied 2-2 in a room. Me and Doug, who was engineering that episode, were on one oh, side. Big big Doug fan. Big, big Doug fan. Lacey and Sophie were on the other side. Of course, they were on the opposite side. Yeah. So, I will pose this question to you. You probably are, you know what question I'm about to ask you. You probably already have an answer, but let me pose the question to you. So, mm. in case somebody didn't listen to that episode, this is a would you rather. Also, I want to clearly state that these are just jokes ain't nobody out here doing this shit for real but mm. would you rather mm -hmm. sleep with a goat mm -hmm. but nobody knows you did and nobody ever mm -hmm. will nobody ever will know you did or mm -hmm. would you rather not sleep with the goat and everybody thinks you did no matter what you say <laughs> no, matter, <laughs> no matter what you fucking say there is nothing you can do to change anybody's mind. Everybody in the world, your mama, your daddy, your parents, your friends, your girlfriend, Anna, everybody, they all think you slept with this goat. So this is just like essentially just being like the Central Park Five. Well, that's yeah. what the later half of that. It's yeah. just like everybody, everybody's like, nah, you did that crime. Be like, bro, I really didn't do the crime. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And yeah. I was like, nah, bro, you did that crime. No one cares. <laughs> Nobody cares. <laughs> Nobody gives a shit. Everybody <laughs> believes you slept with that goat. But you didn't. But everybody does. But, or, would you sleep with the goat, 
but nobody will ever fucking know. Uh, and you have to choose one. You have to choose one. All right. I will give my answer. All right. After the break. We'll be back. All right. People have been waiting for this for a week. Everybody wants to know, Edgar. Would you rather sleep with a goat and nobody knows you did or not? But everybody thinks you did. Now, I think it comes down to, you know, this is like something that they should pose in the Sabbath school. Maybe not with these exact specifics, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. but like in some kind of church school, because it comes down to what's more, what's most important, what everybody thinks about you or, or the what truth. you think about yourself. Oh, okay. Yeah. Yes. Right. Because yeah. what's most important? Because I think that like, hmm, I'm trying to think of like a real world example of this. There's like, I mean, there's like certain rumors that go around about people where like, no matter what, people gonna think that you did. People right? think like, that shit that's, is true. Yeah, because of who you are, right? Like, right. for example, what if Donald Trump didn't say the N-word in The Apprentice? What if he like really didn't? Right. Nobody's gonna believe him. Well, I mean, half his base probably will. <laughs> so, not even his no. whole base. Not even no, his whole no, base. No, no, Half no. his base probably will. Well, he said his he did. His whole base will be like, I don't care if he did. True. Like, he can do it three more times. He won't get us these jobs. True. Like, that's like. <laughs> Very so true. I think about, like, I think about, like, character, right? Like, especially thinking of who I am and, like, how I kind of, for some reason, operate a space as a villain. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Where people just think of me as a villain for some reason. And it's like, no matter what I do. Somebody's going to believe I did something wrong that I didn't do. So why not add this goat thing to it? Like, you know what I mean? Like, for example, I think about the shorts. Come shorts? Well, I can't say the full name because my cousins are around. Okay. But yes, the shorts. Mm-hmm. But you can say it. They can't mm-hmm. hear you. you Come shorts. Yeah. Come shorts. Well, you can stop saying that now. You can stop <laughs> saying that. Uh, no one believes me when I say I already threw them away. Not a single person. Not even Anna really believes me. Like, Anna's just like, nah, you still do it. Mm-hmm. And... I tell everybody, no, I don't. I, I threw them away. I know that to be true. Mm-hmm. So for that same reason, I think I'm going to have to go with I would rather everybody believe I did and me knowing that I didn't. Okay. All right. Fine. That's your answer. That's your answer. That's my, that's my answer. Because for, like, me, for me, I was like, because yes, the morality of it is I know I'm telling you. It's not about the morality. Okay, then what is, what is it about? I'm not taking on this honorable route. I'm taking on this route of pessimism in that everybody already thinks I'm a bad person anyways. Mm-hmm. So you might as well not be a bad person for yourself? Yeah. It's I like, mean, yeah, that's morale. That's morale. That's, yeah, but that's it's not self-morale. Like, I'm not, but it's not about, like, I'm not trying to be like, I'm an honorable man. I would never no. do such a thing. Because I think that that's probably where Lacey and Sophie were coming from with it. Whereas I'm like, man. I'm trying to think of like a comic book comparison. There's a guy in the comic books. I can't remember who it is. Who's who's exactly like this? Where like he's like actually like one of the good guys, one of the heroes. Yeah. And nobody believes him. Like everyone thinks he's a villain. Everyone hates on him. And behind the scenes, he's like, Nah, dude. I've actually been the one who's like holding it down. (laughs) I'm actually one of the good guys. I'm saving. I'm I'm saving everybody. Yeah, but everyone just thinks he's a villain. At the end, like he saves everybody. Everyone's like, Man, screw you, Mm -hmm. jerk. And that's. I feel like I've always really 
empathize with characters like that. Mm-hmm. So I, I feel like this GOAT question really speaks to that for me, where it's just like, y'all gonna think I'm a villain anyways. Might as well, like, you know, ride that out. But knowing deep inside, I'm not. Yeah. See, I, I'm on the other side. I'm like, yo, bring me that damn GOAT. I, I'll hate it. I'll you, hate it. You're a villain. That makes you a villain. And how? <laughs> how? No, you're the opposite. Because you're the opposite. Yeah, fuck it. I guess I'm a Everybody's villain. walking around being like, Jiggies is a good man. Jiggies is a good man. He's never done a... <laughs> what a good, good man. And deep inside, you out there banging goat. <laughs> Yo, I'm the hero that people need. Not the hero no, we deserve. No. You're the hero people Literally, need. Let's bring it back to I'm Batman. Batman. <laughs> I'm Batman. And you're Harvey Dent. <laughs> I'm no, dude. You're I'm the Batman. That's the hero everybody needs. You're the Batman. You're that's Dent. the hero everybody deserves, man. Bro, you're literally Harvey Dent. All right, cool. In like, this, in this instance, people, I'm Harvey Dent. And I apologize <laughs> for anyone who were spoiling the Dark Knight for literally the movie go came back out ten, 10 years, years ago. ago. Yeah, and watch it. Uh, but like literally, I guess so. Fine, I'll be hard. <laughs> let's yeah, let's redo the intro. Uh, the the Batman to my Harvey Dent, ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> in that movie, Harvey Dent dies with a lie that, like, he was the one who actually like saved everybody. He yeah. to protect that kid when it was literally the opposite. And but that, he was a it, hero all the way up until that moment. You either live long enough, you either die a hero, or live long enough to see yourself become a villain. I mean, God Harvey damn. did some. Bad things. He did some. Bad oh, things. once he tapped to Two Face, he did some horrible things. Yeah, <laughs> he did some horrible things. Yeah, Bro, dude. But, uh, but see, here's the thing, on. though. Here's the thing. In your instance, where you're like, everybody already thinks I'm doing this, so I might as well just let them think I do it. But no, I didn't. I, that's honorable. I get that. I I get that, and that actually is a good way to look at it. Um, but also. When it comes, see, this is just making me look worse. When it comes to, like, what if it ruins your career? What if all the, I'm like, man, I don't know, villain. man. I don't villain, know. You're a villain. I'm You're a villain. literally just a villain. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, my name is Jackie Neal, and I'm a villain. But no uh, one thinks you are. But nobody thinks I am. Everybody thinks I'm Hi, a good guy. My name's Edgar Robesier. I'm not a hero or a villain, but everyone thinks I'm a villain. <laughs> hey, man, you should have fucked that goat. I'm up here. I'm up here in the hero suite. I'm getting grapes. I got. I got money. You know, I'm living but in a mansion. Forget though, bro. Mm-hmm. Is in the end of the Dark Knight, mm-hmm. they use that whole Harvey Dent thing to create like this new law and put mad people in prison. Yeah, they put mad and like it inspired, and then that's where Bane comes from. And mm-hmm. Bane uses the truth to like break out all those people. Yeah, he does. So I'm just saying, bro, like, at one point in the world, somebody's going to come out and be like, I know the truth about this goat, and I'm going <laughs> to mess things up. <laughs> Where my Bane at? Who my Bane out there? Somebody going to be my Bane. Uh, <laughs> who's my Tom Hardy? So I see that you actually slept with the goat. Uh, it was the worst Bane. That's impression. not a bad Bane. Not a bad yeah. Bane. A my bad favorite, Bane. my favorite part of the Dark Knight Returns, which was not a good movie in my opinion. Uh, it was okay. It's okay. It was it's okay. okay. It was. A, it was. It was more of a sequel to Batman Begins than it was the Dark Knight. 
completes the whole story. But it completes the story. So in, in terms of it being a trilogy, it was a great trilogy. But the third one was the weakest one for me. But my favorite part of that movie is at the end when Batman comes back and uh, Bane is like, show You've come to die with your shitty. <laughs> <laughs> My favorite part of that movie is when he's a uh, is when he's da- he's like I forgot what the speech is, but he's like he's giving a speech and he kind of like dances mm-hmm. when he says the word. Oh man! Oh man! I'm trying to remember, remember what it is. It's in the monologue, but it's almost like he's just like and Gotham is <laughs> full of lies, <laughs> and he like he like does a shimmy the whole time he's holding out the word lies. Oh man, I need to go watch but, but, Batman Returns again, uh, or the, the was it the dark? Rises. Yeah, the Dark Knight Rises. That's right. But here's uh, the thing: all of those movies are filled with these really crazy inaccuracies. Because there's like a part where in the Dark Knight, where the Joker is like trying to kidnap Harvey Dent from the hospital, mm-hmm. and he comes in in the nurse costume, but he's still wearing the Joker makeup, right? Like still, and he comes up to Harvey Dent with like the nurse mask on, and, and Harvey, Harvey Dent, Dent doesn't know, him, and he thinks he's a nurse. <laughs> Until Joker takes down the mask. <laughs> Bro, I mean, that mask is only covering up a third of the Joker's face. Uh, the yeah. other two-thirds of, of his face is still covered up in Joker makeup. I mean, let's you give Harvey <laughs> let's give Harvey the benefit of the doubt. My man just had half his fucking body blown apart. Dude is hopped Bro, up on drugs. <laughs> that part of the movie is so Stupid dog, where he <laughs> literally he takes off this this tiniest mask and then Harvey starts shaking. <laughs> <laughs> I always I've always noticed that part too. I was like, man, I'm just gonna give, I'm gonna go ahead and give Two Face the benefit of the doubt. Uh, my man was high on drugs. He couldn't see. He was blurred. He had blurry vision. Yeah, that's fair. That's fair. Yeah, I think he, you he, know. He, I think what I, if, <laughs> I think if the way your face is, well, go ahead. No, no, please, please, please. I think if half your face is blown off, there's a there's there's some liberties we can give you. Well, then a the few. only way I'm gonna accept that scene is the next time, if in uh, in the anniversary, the anniversary cut, when he sees the Joker and he doesn't see him, right when the Joker pulls on that mask, blurred line starts playing. <laughs> <laughs> That's the only way I'm. I'm be like, oh, okay, yeah, I get that. that All right, you me. get you hear that, Chris Nolan? I know you're listening to this shit. I saw him the other day walking down Vermont. Really? His son. Uh, yeah, they went to go watch the new Incredibles movie. Oh, <laughs> the the other day, as in like two months ago. I guess that was a long time. Ago. <laughs> <laughs> I also I was like, haven't realized that I've been here for like a month. You've been there for almost a fucking month, dude. Uh, and I was like, the other day on Vermont, first of all, I'm sure there's a Vermont in New York somewhere, but not in the immediate area that you're in. <laughs> Definitely not. <laughs> and, yeah, and The Incredibles also came out, like, in May. <laughs> I feel like that probably... It was definitely... I don't remember. It was probably, like, July or some shit. Uh, his studio is right down the crib, uh, right down the street from my crib in Burbank. Oh, for real? Yeah, uh, Legendary. What's it called again? Sin, Sin Copy? Uh, and legendary. Well, legendary owns a lot of his movies, but his is personally is yeah. You right? Well, yeah, they're both they're both in that that office. Yeah, yeah. So, so like his sync copies, like oh okay. Yeah. Oh wait, you know what? I do know that because I record a lot of Nerdist videos around there. Got it. Got it. Because Nerdist is also owned by Legendary. All right, man. You in New York? 
mm-hmm. New York treating you, man? How New York? What can you talk about? What you're there for? I mean, you're yeah, there on the writing. You're there on the writing job. I'm there on the writing job. I'm writing for this sketch show. Uh, that's pretty much most of what I can say. Like, I mean, I'm just like I'm out here, like in a room, writing for sketches. It's pretty cool, pretty chill. Mm-hmm. Uh, mm-hmm. I'll, I can maybe in the coming weeks I can give y'all more information about what the show is and all that good stuff. But it's been really dope, man. It's been yeah. really fun. The showrunner of the show is somebody who uh, was a writer on King and Peele, Baskets, Becky Drysdale, yeah, yeah, yeah. So you know you got a got a pretty dope ass showrunner out there. Mm-hmm. Uh, the star that's dope. of the show, the star of the show is someone who is really, really dope. Uh, I wish I could shout her out. I can't just yet, but that's yeah, dope. Man, she's really dope. Yeah, man, that shit is dope, man. You're out there making these moves. I know everybody has been kind of disappointed we haven't been, you know, in the booth together in a while, behind these mics in a while. Uh, But we're still putting out. including how stuff stuff works. (laughs) Yeah, how stuff works is not... Has not been thrilled. But, hey, man, you out there making moves, man. This is is your livelihood. So, uh, I'm proud of you, man. My first room ever has been yeah. really dope. And it's been a really dope room to be a part of as the first room. Like, literally my first day, they were just, like, show up with some sketch pitches and, like, getting to write these sketches and seeing how people react to them in the room and all mm-hmm. that stuff. has been very fun. It's dope, man. I'm hoping that, you know, when I come back to L.A., I can keep these moves going. Yeah, man. Yeah, in another room. Yeah, dude. Happy for you, man. Proud yeah. of you. Uh, uh, but New York, though, New York. overall. I'll tell you this, Jaquise. No one tells you how hard it is to make friends as an adult. It's not easy. Because, like, you know, when you're when you're in college, you can just walk up to somebody and be like, hey, I heard you listen to this song. Do you want to be best friends for the next 10 years of our lives? Mm-hmm. But, like, you can't do that as an adult. Like, as an adult, you can't walk up to somebody and be like, hey, I heard you listening to a song. They're like, excuse me, get away from me right now. I'm mm-hmm. calling the police. Mm-hmm. Like, ain't nobody really trying to mess with you on that kind of level. So, you know, it's been it's been kind of lonely. I mean, you got family out there, right? Yeah, I got family. They're all children. Uh, <laughs> I mean, listen, <laughs> man, family is the family, one bro. Is, <laughs> the oldest one is 17 years old. We're not hanging out. <laughs> Uh, you, ain't hanging you remember out. how you would have that older cousin who would come through and he'd be like man that cousin's so annoying like why are you all trying to talk to us let's let us like play our video games that's who I am to them uh, like, gotcha man kids these days bro I, I don't know I put up this thing about me praying that I hope I don't turn into an old head mm-hmm. and one of the reasons I put that up is because these kids man they make me feel it they make me I see it happening because they come home and the first thing they do is they go to their iPads, put on their headphones, and don't talk to nobody. See, listen, listen. I feel like you're gonna. I feel like you're gonna come back to LA. You're gonna have just a little bit more respect for my my olden age. No, I have zero <laughs> respect for it, bro. I'm trying to be open to it. I'm trying to be like, I get it. I get it. Y'all mm-hmm. don't have to talk to me. Mm-hmm. Go ahead, watch your iPad. I was, also, I was, baby. I was there at 27 too, and then at 32, I'm like, I'm not there no more. <laughs> I'm not uh, there no nah, more. Nah, I'm nah, done nah. trying. Done I'm trying. On, I'm putting on weight. That's all <laughs> I'm doing is eating. <laughs> hey man, welcome, welcome to welcome to the late twenties. Uh, this ain't New York. This is just late. Don't blame this on New York. <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> this is just no. life. This is life, my nigga. No. 
the McDonald's <laughs> cheeseburgers I'm, catching up with you. I sit down all day. That's what it is. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I sit down for hours. But another interesting thing is I forgot, like, how big MTV is a part of your life when you're, like, 13, 14, 15. How? How? That's all they watch. Really? All day, bro. They watch MTV all day. I mean, yeah, we was watching that shit all day, too, but I feel like MTV died. I mean, I guess not. MTV still got a lot of shows, man. Yeah, that makes sense. It's not dead. You're just old. Yeah. I mean, I still watch the challenge. No disrespect. No disrespect. That's what they, that's all, bro. All they watch is the challenge and wilding out. Yeah. And I've just been watching it, and I was like, because I remember being like, yeah, MTV's probably dead, but I was like, oh, no. And it's, I think it's kind of like the same thing with like SNL too. It's like, it's just not your demographic anymore. Like it's mm-hmm. just not, it's not geared towards you anymore. It's geared towards a much younger folk. Yeah. So like MTV is like, you know, referencing all these things and they know all these songs, all these words. And I'm like, what is this? Yeah. But it's just not for me anymore. That's true. I mean, the challenge will always be for me. But well, that's about it. Yeah. I can't imagine watching. I'll be I'll be scrolling through and seeing how, who out there watched Team. Can I I want to know what the I get what the appeal of reality TV is. Uh it is seeing I mean it's mostly fake, but it's seeing other people's lives, seeing live is it's basically watching a car crash which is so interesting. Is the reason why when there's a car crash on the freeway uh, you know, on the other the side of the freeway, traffic fucking slows down because everybody wants yeah. to see. So I fucking get it. I, I 100% get it. But as a person who was a, who is a product of a teenage mom, uh, mm. 16, and as a person who knows how hard that shit is for it that feels family like, growing it feels up. Like torture. It, like torture porn a little bit. It's so I don't fucking get it. I don't get what the appeal of like teen mom or sixteen and pregnant. Uh, I, there's a part of me that says, okay, I don't want to say it's glorifying it, but maybe it's normalizing it. Uh, but I also feel like it's normalizing it to the point where it's not really portraying that this shit ain't ideal. Hey, <laughs> like, get the it's not ideal, man. Uh, my mom mm. loves me. My mom couldn't imagine uh any other way that she had me. But get the fuck out of here if you think she would if she could go back and or if she would have another if she would tell somebody else, yeah, have a baby at 16. Like, no. No. That's not that's not gonna happen. So I I really wonder, I know somebody out there who listens to the podcast watches it. What's the appeal? What is the appeal? If you are not a person. Okay. Okay. If I may. Yeah. If I may play devil's advocate. Sure. Play it. I think the appeal is, and I think it's like, uh, we kind of enjoy seeing, and I'm, again, no disrespect. I understand how you grew up. So like, but I think like people like watching people they think that they're better than. Mm-hmm. You understand what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. And people like watching other people make mistakes. Right. Like, that's I think that's a huge. I mean, that's why we watch the challenge. I mean, it's you don't want to watch it. You, you don't want to watch the challenge and watch somebody win. You don't want to watch real world and watch somebody do well. Like you want to watch them fight. You want to watch them be dumb, and you want to go, man, they so dumb. Like that's a huge part of it. But then, what scares me about that is that there's an executive on the other side of it watching us watch that, going, man, they so dumb. Like you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like, 
And that's the part that really, really messes with my head is that we think that we're so much better than those people, but mm-hmm. also there's these execs that are better because th- that content is so easy to make because most of it's now, re- I used to work in reality TV and most of it's not real. It's not really happening. Like a lot of the fights on the real world and the challenge happen like days apart, but they cut it all together to make it look like it's all happening the same day. Yep. And, like, and then a, a lot like, of times too, they also... Like they, if if one little kernel of something something is percolating, they they, pour, will, they pour the gasoline. Yeah, they'll pour the gasoline, at, or or just straight up tell them like, "Yo, go go say something." Yeah, yeah. It's and don't get me wrong. Look, I don't watch much reality TV. I watch I watch a challenge. I that's that's my guilty pleasure as far as a reality show, and the shit is ridiculous. It's so ridiculous. That's what I'm saying. But I think that that's why people watch that is because they have that same, that feeling of you just like, this is ridiculous. This is dumb. Because I watch Are You The One in the same way. Mm-hmm. And I remember I really liked Are You The One where like, I was at a point in my life where I felt like I had found the person that was my true love. Like I was engaged and all that stuff. Mm-hmm. So watching these people struggle for that made me feel good about the current situation that I was in, especially because there was part of that situation that was like very dark and all that stuff. Yeah. So it almost felt like alleviating to watch someone else struggle where the moment I turn single, I stop watching that show. Yeah. Like I don't watch it because if I watch it now, I'm like, man, at least they got somebody. Like, yeah. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Cause I'm pretty sure, I don't know. I can't, maybe I know some, maybe there are teen moms that watch teen mom, but I can't imagine it. I, I'm sure there are, but I, I can't imagine it either. Uh, and then I, also, I think it's a lot of, a lot of kids going, they're so dumb. Yeah. Yeah. But Which isn't that, fair. I'm not saying that's, that that's right. Yeah, I'm that's not saying not that fair. that's good. Because, you know, yeah. Yeah. They probably didn't want to have a child at 16, 17, 15 years old. But. No. Uh, life is about to be hard enough for them without, without making a country or society who's watching the millions of the people that watch that shit also shit on yeah. you. Uh, and it's not rich people ever in that show. It's never like a rich, wealthy family. It's always no. like poor, poor people. Yeah. Yeah. Poor people. And yeah, you're getting to see, but then also too. And listen, listen, I will, I will gladly state that I have never watched a full episode of that show. I've never watched much of it. If anything, I've watched maybe clips uh, and begrudgingly did that. And so if I'm off the mark here, I apologize. Uh, I'm basing it off of that. But I also feel like, too, while there are poor people, why it is a depiction of teen pregnancy uh, and poor families and things like that, it's also still a reality show. And it's not even a true depiction of, <laughs> of, of poor life sometimes because there uh-huh. are still cameras there those motherfuckers ain't that those motherfuckers ain't poor no more uh, they had a camera crew following them they they're on a show with advertisers they're like they have eyes on them now they're personalities now so it's not even a true depiction of poverty and poverty or teen pregnancy or bringing up a child as a teenager it's not a true fucking portrayal of it um 
and 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 I am and I know there probably are some people that have parallels with their lives, but I am speaking as somebody who grew up in a single mother teen pregnancy household with family, grandmother, aunts and grandfather and stuff like that. Of course. But you weren't 100% on your own. I wasn't 100% we weren't 100% on my own and my mom yeah. had not saying that these mothers don't, but my mom had a determination to make sure that I didn't end up a statistic. And she yeah, did that. She, she did her best to provide you the best life. Exactly. So and she succeeded. And she succeeded. And 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 you know, in many ways, that's probably what these moms are doing as well. I just feel like that is, uh, I don't know, shit like that. It, it, it fucking irks me sometimes to know that there are shows like that out there, which I think is unfortunate. But you know, I get it. I get it. I get it. Yeah. It's the world we live in. Like I said. It is it is by all accounts the ultimate car crash to watch. It is. It is. It truly is. My my only thing with it and it kind of reminds me of like a well a lot of people agree that one of the greatest documentaries ever made is Hoop Dreams. And yeah. there's a moment and Hoop Dreams is like cinema verite, right? Which is like this form of documentary where you're not supposed to like interact with the subjects that much right like you really really want to make sure that you because sometimes people feel like with documentary that and i think mtv definitely runs into this problem is how much influence are you having with the people Mm -hmm. in how you're interacting with them like by interacting with them are you pushing their answers to be a certain way by interacting with them are you having to present your way like their life a certain way because like you're going to have a bias and you're going to have an agenda right like so, like, with Teen Mom, like, they're going to be looking for the juicy drama moment. And in um, Hoop Dreams, one of the families that they're following, there's a point where the mom, who is a single mother because the dad becomes, like, a crackhead and, like, runs off, she can't afford to keep on the lights in her house. Like, they shut off the power. Mm-hmm. And the documentarians, like, have to ask themselves the question of, like, do we pay for them to get their lights back? Or are we like true the art? Like you know what I mean? Like right. they, like they had to like really think about that, and they paid for them to keep their lights back on. But then also it comes into this other morality question of: Did they pay for them to keep their lights on because they wanted to help them, or did they pay for them to keep their lights on because they had a show? They, they still they, wanted yeah. access. They wanted access to the family. Like you know yep. what I mean? Like and like I think that that like is kind of what you're asking too. Just like. What's the morality of depicting these teen moms? Like, what is MTV truly after? Is it truly cinema verite? Is it truly, like, we want to show you this raw? We want to show you it interfered? We want to show you it, like, how it actually is? Or is there an agenda? And if there is an agenda, what is that agenda? Yeah. I think it's an agenda. I I mean, you know, there has to be an agenda because they're not... I don't feel like the I don't feel like the message behind the show is uh hey this is not the life you want. Mm. Um but then there are going to be some people who feel like that agenda is like you know shamey. Well, like, and that's what I was about to say. And then on the other hand, that agenda also and if that is the agenda, that can be viewed as shamey because it's like, yo, yeah. Yeah, it may not be the life you want, but it's the life these people have, and they 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 deserve just as much dignity, uh, and just as much uh, help and support as anybody else. Yeah, 
Uh, yeah, or, it's, a, it's a it's a very rough line. It's a very rough line to walk. Yeah, it's crazy, man. It's crazy. You know what? The only the only show that I can rock with, and I don't watch it much, but every once in a while, when Jess is watching it, I you know I may sit down and watch an episode and enjoy it. And I've been to a couple live tapings of it. Uh, is Dancing with the Stars. That's one that I can get with because it's actually Cinema Verite at its best. You say what? Cinema Verite at its best. Yeah, yeah. It's oh it, oh oh, such pure documentary. Dancing, Dancing with, with the, the stars. stars. <laughs> oh yeah, oh yeah, absolutely. <laughs> documentary at its height. It's the best documentary out there. Uh, but, I literally want to slap you. But no, I I I can fuck with that because. There is no drama to it. There mm. is, it's not even a reality show. It's a competition show. Uh, yeah. So it's not even a reality show. All right, man. It's Sunday morning. I know you got. I know you got some shit you're trying to get to in New York City. Sunday morning. The day's almost over over here, bro. Hey, man. Well, yeah. It's almost four o'clock over there, man. It's it's just afternoon over here. Uh, I got the rest of my day in front of me. Oh, shit. I can't believe I forgot about this. Bro. So, yesterday... All right. <laughs> I've been trying to, I've been trying to like, process, like, if this should matter to me or not, or... And, and, and I, I'll hear what you got to say, or, or what. But yesterday, I went to a Korean spa. And if you don't know what a Korean right. spa is, it's basically just a place where it has a whole bunch of saunas you can get a whole bunch of spa treatment hot tubs all types of really dope ass shit it's just it's supposed to be a relaxing fucking day for you and uh there is a men's floor a women's floor and then the co-ed floor so on a co-ed floor mm-hmm. everybody goes and you're dressed so and you stuff. were at we spa i was at we spa um i love we spa we spa is great and you go, you are on the on the on the co-ed floor, everybody's clothed and everything like that. On the gender specific floors, uh you walk around naked, essentially, especially in the spy area. So that was fine, whatever. But I'd get a body scrub. And mm-hmm. do you know what a body scrub is? Yeah, I've, I mean that's what I do when I go there. Yeah. yeah. They, like they rub the they they, they clean up your epidermis. Yeah, they scrub your entire fucking body. Uh, it was the first time I've ever gotten a body scrub. I loved it. But there is something truly humbling as an adult man to have another man wash your entire fucking body for you. Uh, to the point where when he got to my thighs, my man literally just grabbed my junk and held it up and washed like my fucking like bottom ass and shit. And I was like, of course, man, this is happening. This is crazy. Uh, I've never, I haven't had anybody wash me probably since I was a child because <laughs> I don't have a memory of anybody washing me at all. Uh, and then just to put your complete trust in another fucking person to a stranger just to wash your body. It is so insane how different cultures are. And I fucking love it. It's, it's so insane to me that that is a thing. But it's more insane to me that that is not more of a thing in our fucking culture. Well, well, I think that like something that really struck me was the uh, the shower part where like at the end of all that mm-hmm. you're supposed to shave. 
and there's that section where everyone is shaving together. Yeah. And everyone is naked and just shaving their beard. And I remember, because I did it around, like, Christmas time, because it was, like, my Christmas gift to Anu was, like, we went to We Spa, and then we stayed at a hotel. Mm-hmm. And, like, I just remember feeling, like, this, like, strong communal sense of just, like, because I didn't, I don't shave very often. I don't really know. I didn't really know how to shave, especially with, like, a regular razor. Mm-hmm. And just this other man who was completely naked, older Korean man, teaching me how to do it. And it's, like, this, like, strong bond. I was, like, this is dope like this is so cool like i can i remember in high school like how much of a big deal you made out of it like when everyone got in the showers and everyone was like giggling with each other like like you and it's like none of that was there yeah no everybody was chill like i mean it's especially just... like when somebody would roll through in shorts we'd all kind of be like bro like don't take them off like be chill everyone is so chill here everyone's so comfortable yeah don't be the one person who's gonna make it weird for everybody like it was I mean, and there were people, there were people in the spy areas, nobody was in shorts. And the part where you could, like, go in between floors and, like, the sleeping room and shit like that, people wore their clothes. Uh, But in the spy area, everybody's butt-ass naked. And in the grooming area, uh, most people are butt-ass naked. Dicks out and everything. Uh, It was fucking nuts, man. It was nuts, and I enjoyed the hell out of it. And I need to do it again. If you have never done Korean spy... Take this tip from your culture kings. Do it. Go do it. Do it. Not only go relaxing. Go relax. And you know what else? And I can only speak to this as a man, but I'm sure uh, that there will be a lot of uh, of our female queens out there, our our listeners who feel the same way. But can be pretty body positive too, because you see all shapes and sizes, and you're just like, you know what? I am. I'm who I am, man. I'm who I am, and people are just walking around confident with their body type and their body shape, yeah. and there's no fucking uh, pause or anything. And I was like, "Yeah, dude, I fuck with this. I fuck with this. That's uh, it's a good, it's a good fucking message, as well That's as feeling relaxing, yeah. relaxing the shit." Did you do it before or after Korean barbecue? Oh, before. Oh, perfect. That's the way to do it. Yeah. Yeah. Make yourself feel as light as possible and then just heavy it up. And then go heavy that shit up and then go sing your heart out and fall asleep. Yeah. Because we went to karaoke after that. It was a dope-ass day. It was a good-ass Koreatown day. K-Town day, man. Good-ass day. Yeah, dude. K-Town day, baby. Yeah, man. So, yeah, I can't believe I almost forgot to bring that up. But, yeah, I had myself my first body scrub. My man was Jesus washing me up, man. Like, didn't Jesus used I, to wash like, people's bodies? He used to wash people's feet. Yeah. That's what it was. Well, he used to wash people's feet. Yeah. Don't OD on that. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> um, but, like, I think that that's, like, truly a step. I think a big step for men, especially hetero. I mean, I mean, it's specifically hetero men. Yeah. It's touching each other, man. Like, I think that that is, like, the dumb hang-up that hetero men have of, like, especially hetero black men is like not touching each other and it's just like bro let it go man like yeah i mean for me too like i was saying earlier i was wondering like is this even something that i should that should even been like a a big deal for me because you know i'm not a homophobic person at all uh i I mean you're a little bit homophobic everybody's homophobic sure but i mean i mean in the i mean in the way where you know people hate gay people or people think yeah. uh you know uh lgbt 
sexuality is nasty or some shit like not not that's mm-hmm. not that's not me at all uh but i mean hell i grew up in a lgbt fucking household so that shit got cleansed out of me thankfully at a young age but by the same token i just ain't gonna let no dude like grab my dick <laughs> like i that's not something that that feel that that in my mind i'm like no that why i wouldn't let anybody grab my dick but yeah. there is still pause to, as a heterosexual man, just with another dude yeah. willingly out of nowhere grabbing your entire fucking package and cleaning but your ass. But that's different. That's not the situation that you were in, though. He, he was cleaning you. And right. like, it wasn't sexual. It was purely clinical. Like, you know what I mean? Like, no, I know that. But I'm saying still, that is still a, a hang-up that... 15 years ago, I probably wouldn't have enjoyed. <laughs> like, I wouldn't have, yeah, as a, you 100%. know. Uh, and for me, I was like, oh, man, that's dope. Like, this meant nothing to me uh, as an adult man where in my life where I'm at now. And 15, 20 years ago, it probably would have. Well, especially 20 years here's ago, something, I would have been 12. Here's something that I, I, I think that a lot of men would struggle with is, uh, and, I, and I thought about this a lot, like, let's say you got a hotel room. There's only one bed. Mm-hmm. One of y'all is going to sleep on the floor in your mind, right? I mean, back in the day, hell yeah, man. Get your ass on the floor. But, <laughs> but like, for women, it's not that. It's not the case. It's not the and case. And if it was one of your friends that was a girl, that's definitely not the case. Like, you would get in that bed with that girl and just be like, we're not. Like, we put a pillow here. But, like, you know what I mean? Like, yeah. I mean, recently, when I was in New York recently, that wasn't the case. It was only one bed. Uh, somebody crashed at the crib. Somebody crashed my Airbnb, and I was like, "You can sleep in the bed, dude. The floor is fucking hard. I don't give a shit." Uh, hey, bro, who was it, bro? Why are you being all sneaky, bro? Drop names, bro. Who you cuddling <laughs> with, my dude? I mean, he didn't sleep in the bed, so I didn't get a chance to cuddle with Ryan Coyle. Uh, he slept Whoa, on the floor. What? He didn't sleep in the bed. That's what I'm talking about. He's it's like, like, why are you sleeping on the floor? I think I think he mostly slept on the floor because he had like a wound on his legs, and he was like, "I don't want to fucking sleep in." The bed with another oh, you person. don't want to like bleed on your yeah. bed. <laughs> yeah, I think that was more the case. But uh, yeah, man, we missed out on some cuddle time, Brian. Shit. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. It's like I don't know. There's so many things of like, or sl- or man, yo, you sleep at the head. I sleep at the foot. I sleep at the foot. No, that's nasty. That's nasty to me to just sleeping together straight up. Well, that's what I'm saying. Yeah, it is. But that is that's the next step people get to. Is like, all right, man, you ain't got to sleep on the floor, but put your head down there. <laughs> yeah, that's nasty, bro. Like, it's like, I don't want your foot in my face. Yeah, not at all. Not fucking at all. Uh, yeah, dude, we still, I mean, yeah. I, like I said, I don't know if it should have been a big deal. In, more, in most cases, it wasn't. But it was a big deal more because I was just thinking to myself, oh, man, this is, this is dope how far I've come just as an individual uh, with my own, with, with, yeah, my own sexuality and being comfortable in it to the point where yeah, that's a big deal. I don't need to feel weird about another dude at a Korean spa bathing me because I know who the fuck I am. Uh, and it was not it's not a sexual thing or anything like that. No. Yeah, yeah, dude. It was uh, it was dope. It was dope, and it felt great. It felt great to have your body scrubbed and see all that shit come off your goddamn skin. And walking around like a baby's ass, smooth, 
smooth. Is a baby's ass smooth? I don't know. I'm not really out there touching babies' asses. I mean, I'm not either, which is why I don't know. But that's the same. I think you might be. I that's think you a, might be I'm, talking about it. I'm, I'm, I think you might be or you want to. I do not. or And I am not. But that's the saying. Like, as smooth as a baby's ass. All right, Jaquise. I've never heard that saying before. I think you're out here touching babies. You've so. never heard that saying before? Jaquise, for the sake of this never? argument, no, I have not. Wow. And, that's not. And that's a pretty common saying. I don't know, Jaquise. That just sounds like you're trying to excuse yourself for touching babies' butts. That's a pretty common saying. I feel like we should... Is common saying to say smooth as a baby's ass or smooth as a baby's bottom? I mean, same fucking thing. <laughs> like, no, it's not, bro. Yes, it is. If we're living in a world where skills and talent aren't the same thing... Oh, my God. ass and bottom Oh, my God. Okay, as smooth as a baby's bottom. And that's how you, and that's how you bring it all back, baby. That's how you bring it all back. <laughs> That's how you win an argument in the long term, which is why I should ruin Ben Shapiro's life. I was thinking about it. I was like, who's who's salty and like disgruntled enough and kind of whiny to like take down Ben Shapiro? And I was like, oh, me. That's me. I am the anti-Ben Shapiro. I should just definitely just ruin him. Yeah, man. Ruin him and take that money in the process. Let him pay you $10,000. i am not, not taking Nazi money. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Culture Kings Pod, ladies and gentlemen, on Instagram, on Twitter, on the whole social media fucking gamut. Uh, hit us up, talk to us. Yes, we do still like you guys to talk to us. We want you to interact. Uh, especially yeah. the more you interact with us, the more we get comfortable with you interacting with us. Talk to us. Uh, I love our fans. I know last episode or one of the episodes with uh, Danny, we were saying how we didn't like how people felt comfortable to come at you <laughs> like in certain instances that's not the same as interaction that's not even the same as like having fun with you know with us as host of a podcast you listen to that's not the same thing so yes talk to us hit us up also buy some merchandise guys tpublic.com slash culture kings we got it for you so much shit also pretty soon we are going to drop a link for anybody who wants to design some t-shirts for us, design some merchandise for us, and you will actually get paid whenever anybody buys your shit. So start Absolutely. thinking of your Culture Kings designs, and when we drop that link, do your fucking thing, guys. Support your kings, support your boys. Edgar, I'm ready for you to come back. I really am. This was great. It was great doing a over-the-air phone call, but I need you to come back in the room with me. So get your ass maybe, back man, to L.A. Maybe, man. New York, New York is calling me. New York is like, uh, New York is out here offering me big things. Mm-hmm. They said I could have my own borough. Oh, really? Uh, they said, yeah, they said a free slice every day. What's it called? What's your borough called? It's just called Edgar. <laughs> <laughs> it will be six boroughs in New York. Okay. Uh, a free slice from where? Huh? A free slice from where? Free slice of pizza from from uh, only from Formiglia. That's the that's the only that's a downturn. Is that's from Formiglia? All right. Uh, if you don't know what Formiglia is, it's not uh, good. I pray for you. It's a very trash pizza. <laughs> yeah, it's <laughs> <But> not good. <laughs> it's, a, <laughs> it's a free slice every day though. Okay. Uh, they said I could get fried. Oh man, listen. 
Chinese food out here is so much better than Chinese food in LA. It's crazy. Not even close. Only because of one item. Only because of one item. Fried chicken. Fried chicken wings. Yep. It's crazy. That's the only thing that's different. They got everything the same, but these fried chicken wings, I'm literally about to hang up right now and go downstairs and get fried chicken wings, fried rice, and french fries for $9. Yeah, that sounds like a treat. And even fried rice is not as good here as it is in the, in big, bigger cities. Uh, I just but, think that the fried rice is just different. It's just different. It's like, different. You know I mean? It's just it's they different. cook it different. It's different. All right, but this is what they're offering me. So they offered me the Boro, free uh-huh. slice from Famiglia's, half off any Chinese food place I walk into. Mm-hmm. And uh, and uh, uh, Ana gets to stay here three days out of every year. Three <laughs> out of every year. Okay. This is it what, sounds like a pretty good deal, bro. It sounds like a, yeah. What's LA offering? This is what LA, LA is offering. offering. This is what LA is offering you. That's what LA is offering. <laughs> yeah, it's offering you an entire county, an entire mm. not not no not a county. It's offering you an entire municipality. You're gonna have an entire Ooh. municipality. All right. Ooh. You also you're also gonna be able to build. It's gonna build and give you a free Whataburger every fucking day. <laughs> Every day. It's going to build one for you and give you a free Whataburger every day. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, All right? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Uh, not only that, not only that, you ain't never got to drive nowhere. Free Ubers. Free Ubers. Compliments free Ubers? Of the, free Ubers and Lyfts. Compliments of the city. Compliments of the city. And, mm. and, Ana gets mm. to stay here two days out of the year. And wow. that third day, that third day, she can bring a friend. Wow. <laughs> wow. Uh, <laughs> I feel like, out of respect to Anna, I can't take that. <laughs> uh, <laughs> so I guess we're going to have to keep negotiating. <laughs> uh, no, the friend, the friend is, Anna bought the friend. And the friend... Listen. She I, bought the friend. I know a trap. I know a trap <laughs> fifty feet away. <laughs> no, man. Listen, uh, this is this. I can is, already, is a I gift. Can see the tweets. I can already see the tweets of being like, "Did you know that Edgar almost took this deal?" And what's also <laughs> weird about this deal is that Anna already lives in L.A. So y'all removed Anna from where she lives. No, no, and no. Told her that she can only come back two out of three three days a year and on one of those days she has to bring a friend no man she she lives in she she doesn't live in your municipality ah okay. she doesn't live in your yeah, municipality she can come to your I municipality understand. two days out of the year and that third day which friend would you want honor to bring <laughs> all right guys uh watch sad boy edgar on uh <laughs> Uh, watch that boy Edgar. All four episodes should be out by now. Uh, go up on Twitter. Hit me up at Edgar Mopas here. Uh, tell Jakey this is a bad deal. I'm also <laughs> interested in hearing whatever other deals LA has to offer. Also, mm-hmm. if there's any New York people, I'm interested in hearing those deals. Tell me your deals at hashtag deals for King Edgar. Uh, <laughs> but truly, Jakey's, what a terrible deal. And I already can see the tweets, and I can I already know. The first person who's going to tag Honor to be is. I already know who it is. Mm-hmm. I'm I'm just going. I'm going to write it down on the sheet. I'm going to text it to you right now. All right, text it to me, and, and then, then we'll see if I'm right. All right, we'll Actually, see. I'm going to give you two guesses. Do I take them now? No, don't take I'm them now. Text them to you. Don't say them. I won't. I won't. I'm just texting them to you. Yeah. All right. All right. 
We'll see. Next episode. Next episode, you're on. We'll see if you were right. Ladies and gentlemen, it's time for us to get the fuck out of here. A solid hour and a half episode for your asses. Uh, Edgar. And I, did, and I did it while I was in New York. Y'all don't understand. My schedule is jam-packed, and I found time for y'all. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I did most of this episode on the toilet. Uh, you know how hard that what? is? I didn't. Uh, that would be dope <laughs> as shit, though. If I just I took mean, listen, the whole y'all don't know setup, where I've been. <laughs> I'm sure you took a shit while you were. Yo, that time we did the uh, the LeBron episode, I took a, I took a shit while I was on uh, on air. I truly believe that. I, I truly did. believe that because you would come in yelling with an energy I didn't understand. Yeah, man. I, yeah, dude. It was it was post shit. <laughs> it was post shit energy. If y'all want us to have our highest amount of energy, let us take a, a pre show shit and then and then listen mm-hmm. to your culture kings. Yeah, yeah. It'd be the purest. purest. It'd be a purest episode you'll ever fucking hear. Uh, it's time Absolutely. to get out of here, guys. Deep cut of the week for your asses. Uh, for whatever reason, my mom was letting me listen to this song in 1997. Uh, there's no way she should have been, but it is one of my favorite songs from childhood. Uh, it is called Too Close by the band Next from their album Rated Next. Uh, it is literally a song about. Dancing too close, you are making me erect. But goddamn, was it a fucking good one. So let's ride out to that, ladies and gentlemen. You know what it is. Culture Kings Pod. Rate and review your boys. Give us that love. Because we love you back. We like you back. Amen. We'll be back. Bye-bye. Peace. Hold on.
like that. Uh.